promising new research in the field of long COVID and chronic fatigue syndrome. Hey folks, this is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back with Chronic Wellness. Uh, so my journey into chronic illness began <laughs> longer ago than I care to even really fully reckon with, but it started with a bout of mono. And mono, unbeknownst to many people, can have several different origin points. It can, it can be one of three different viruses, but the most common origin point for mono is EBV or Epstein-Barr virus. And that was what mono was for me. And mono has a history of lasting a long time or is known for lasting a long time, usually four to six weeks. And for me, I never got better. Um, so six weeks turned into eight, turned into 12. And at the six month mark, I was dragging myself to work, still having fevers. Sleep was unrefreshing. I was waking up and barely able to drag myself <laughs> through the day. I mean, I can remember resting my head on the toilet paper roll. I fell asleep at a stop sign once on the way to work. I, um, it, it felt like mono had not ended, just my joints and my muscles ached. I mean, just, uh, it was relentless. And at the six month mark, my doctor said, you now qualify as having chronic fatigue syndrome. And I remember bursting into tears. I was horrified by that label. I thought that label was kind of half made up and um, kind of frivolous. And what did it mean to just be chronically tired? And obviously I've learned a lot more about chronic fatigue syndrome and that it's not just about being tired. And chronic fatigue syndrome is one of those that's gone through a number of iterations over the years, first called chronic fatigue syndrome, later called myalgic encephalomyelitis, and now uh, has kind of arrived at the name post-viral fatigue syndrome. And that name incorporates a number of long-term post-viral syndromes like long COVID. And it's about that subject that I am talking today. There are so many of us out there. And, and for me, um, my rheumatologist, the doctor I see because of my autoimmune diseases, says most people who have autoimmune diseases, you know, people are always like, well, why now? And why me? And how did this? Uh, says that most people with autoimmune diseases have a genetic predisposition for that autoimmune disease, and then usually have some sort of reason that the disease kicks off. And he says oftentimes that reason is an injury, an accident, an illness, a time of great duress in that person's life. So some sort of pressure point that ignites the illness in the body. And for me, the ignition of my autoimmune diseases was that long post-viral syndrome. So I have a lot of interest when it comes to um, learning about new developments in 
post-viral syndromes. And last month, September of 2023, in the journal um, Nutrition and Food Science, so you can look this up and read it for yourself, there were some really promising results of a new study that's been done. And the study was small, the study was small, and hasn't yet been replicated, but it was found that in a trial where a double-blind study, meaning some people were given the medication, some people were given a placebo, they weren't told who was who, and then they studied them over the course of six months, a noticeable and appreciable difference was made by the people who were given a supplement. And it was noticed at the three-month mark, and it continued, the effects continued on to the six-month mark across a variety of factors from memory, energy, muscle function, brain function. In the case of folks with long COVID, lung function, as well as ease of breathing, taste and smell, and a couple other factors, I believe. And the thing that was administered was creatine. It is a common supplement that people take uh, for strength training and muscle uh, generating. So if you're doing weight training, it might be something you take. And when I, of course, looked to see uh, what it would cost for me to take the recommended dosage from the study, which is four grams a day, uh, I found that a five gram a day serving of a quality brand of creatine would cost me $15 or $30 for a two month supply. So essentially $15 a month. So pretty affordable access to something that at least in this first study looks quite promising. Um, I think it's really exciting to imagine that this isn't something that is going to have limited access, that is controlled by big pharma, that's going to cost $1,200 a month, that already has some proven results behind it for folks with long COVID and post-viral fatigue syndrome. So I thought it was worth passing, passing along, worth talking about on this week's broadcast to say, here's something that's happening. And for those of you who are suffering, might be worth buying a supplement and seeing if taking a small daily dose for you might make any kind of difference in your experience. So if you try it, be sure to let me know what you find. Uh, let me know what your experiences are. And you can bet that in the weeks or months ahead, I will surely give you an update on my experience. Also, I wanna tell you that next week uh, on Thursday, October 13th, I'll be having my next IG Live. So at 11 a.m. Pacific time, please tune in over on Instagram. I'll be interviewing the author of the book, The Power of Awe. And I think based on how much I'm enjoying the book and the content that the author puts out, that there will be a lot of really valuable uh, 
um, nourishing conversation for us about how to reduce our stress, how to tend to anxiety, how to expand the reach of our spirit. So I hope that you will come with your questions. I'll be giving away a copy of the book and I would really love your engagement on October 13th over on Instagram Live. So I thank you for joining me today. I hope that you are finding ways to tend to your spirit. And until we're together again, be well.